0: Welcome back to Three Fries Short. A very special announcement. Um, We are coming to you today uh, with some news about another AI Stargate. Yes. This is Stargate Atlantis. Yes. This is
1: super exciting. Um, I know everybody, if you've listened to us from the beginning, you know you've heard us talk about The Companion. If you haven't ever heard of that, uh, the companion.app is a... How would you describe it?
2: It's like a virtual Comic Con experience of yes. just exploratory, choose your own adventure, go at your own pace, mm-hmm. just immersion into fandom. So there's a lot of uh, live events,
1: uh, interviews with people, articles, um, all sorts of content. There's a whole Discord community as well. Um, so if you like Stargate, Star Trek, X Files, 90s sci fi in general. Star Wars including Stargate AI version 3.0 Atlantis. Um,
2: God, I cannot wait. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, Christina, as the Atlantis uh, stand oh. of the group, tell us yes. how you feel about finally uh, seeing some of these characters again.
2: I, okay, so for anyone who does follow TikTok, like, Rodney McKay's character arc is one of my just chef's kiss perfections across the two, like, between SG-1 and Atlantis. I'm so curious to see how the AI script incorporates him and his character into it. Like, what part of Rodney does it pick up on? Where, you know, is he still that misogynistic asshole? Has he evolved? Like, what does AI perceive Rodney McKay to be? That's number one. I'm really excited about that. And also just Taylor, like, bringing um, Rachel Luttrell into this. Just really bring her back into the fandom that, I, I don't I'm excited to see what, you know, what comes of it. I'm a little annoyed because, you know, we don't we don't have Ronan Dex yet. But, you know, <laughs> this this is our platform. This happened with RDA, like, maybe. But I, I don't know. Okay, in summary, because, you know, I'm a long-winded person. <laughs> it's McKay's story arc. I want to know what AI thinks of Roddy McKay. If we edit all the rest of that out. I want to know.
0: No,
1: we're not going to. We're going to keep it in.
0: He has the best one-liners, I will say. Like, he's oh so... And the, funny.
1: the AI really seems to pick up on that. It's pretty crazy to me how how much farther advanced the AI technology is in this iteration versus the last mm-hmm. two. Because like version one was hilarious because it was so ridiculous and didn't make sense most of the time. Um, and two was great because we got RDA in it, so that was pretty awesome too. But three is mm-hmm. like... Instead of a really good computer writing, it almost feels like a bad person <laughs> writing it instead, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So uh, the technology like is fanfic.
0: really... Yeah, maybe yeah, a little bit. Like maybe. fanfic I wrote when I was 14.
1: <laughs> yeah, that I would say that's probably on a similar level. But it's really cool that like they still have their voices. And mm-hmm. it was just really like nostalgic to see them come back together. So I'm very excited for everybody Great. to to be able to watch it
0: and we have tori higginson mm-hmm. coming back as dr weir we have rachel luttrell as Taylor, uh obviously david hewlett as rodney mckay and then paul McGillion mm-hmm. as dr beckett
1: um those are your four in this version um it, so the event is actually october 8th everybody write this down october 8th at 2 p.m pacific slash 5 p.m eastern time Um, it's free to watch this time, which is very different from the first two. So all Mm -hmm. you have to do to watch this time is go onto the companion website and sign up for their newsletter. And if you do that, you will get a ticket. They will send you uh, an invite when the time comes for the event. If you want to do that through us, you can find it in our link tree or you can go to the companion.app slash three F S and that's the the number three, three FS Atlantis, and that will get you to the sign up page as well. So um, we'll be there. I'll be there. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, it's it's I'll an exciting there. thing. It's always really fun to hang out in the comment section and um, chat oh, with yeah. everybody I'll be tro- else.
0: I'll
2: be trolling through those comment sections. That's my favorite <laughs> place to sit. I'm like, comments are up. I am typing. I am. I love that group.
1: Yep. It's always a good so time. So please come uh, come hang out with us for Stargate AI version 3.0 Atlantis.
0: See you there.
3: Dr. Jackson gave me the news of a planet far away. And Colonel O'Neill will assemble a team that will try to save the day. Dr. Sam has a master plan and a science attitude. Too. He's part of the deal with his trusty out It's just a regular day, it's all gay command, and it might be hard to understand. Sh- 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 Sh-
0: Welcome back, everybody, to Three Fresh Short, Unearthing the Stargate. Now, listen, I, know this, I, I propose this because we never introduce ourselves. I know we brought a lot of people with us from TikTok, but if you're just joining <laughs> us, you're probably like, who are you, ladies? How many of you are there? We're just what? random voices. Just, just random yeah. people. So I'm Sarah, one of your co-fries.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I'll go next. I'm Rebecca, a co-fry. That, that is 100% what we are now. Co fries, yes.
2: We're co fries. Um, I'm Christina, and sorry, I was having the giggles. So that, thank you for Rebecca for jumping in on that one. Yes, I am. I am the third co fry. There are just you three made of us, us, us break the
1: normal order of things. I Christina. know. I'm
2: so sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, so
1: yeah. hi, if you're just joining us recently and have been confused over the last however many episodes.
2: I mean, I know our voice acting is just so confusing and top-notch amazing mm. when we're reading through these things. You must think there's <laughs> uh-huh. like 50 of us, but mm-hmm. there's just the three. Mm-hmm. Yep. So our amazing talents. <laughs> we're
0: back with a double feature because we are such kind, gracious co-fries. We would not make <laughs> you wait till next time when we post, like, you know, when, when you had to wait in the 90s for the new season to come out.
2: Oh, the 90s. We
0: we did our time in the 90s, guys. We're not <laughs> we doing did. that again. Never. So, Well,
2: we also do it enough by like delaying episode releases every
0: now and again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we
2: owe this one. We owe it to you. <laughs> we yeah, owe we owe it to, it to owe you. It. We
1: do.
0: So we are coming at you with a double feature, season two, episode 22, which is the season finale, Out of Mind, following directly back to back with season three, episode one, Into the Fire. But before we get into that, we have a fry box, so we got to mm. jump right in. What size do we have a, to make? We have a very is that, super, like super size fry box today. <laughs> super sized. Um,
1: yeah, let's get into it. Uh, so, first and foremost, I've actually launched our YouTube channel. It only took Yay. a year and a half. Finally. Sorry, um, y'all. And it is like, letting me upload all the long-form <laughs> stuff. So, right now, um, it's, you know, the companion... Segment with us on it, and and uh, Sue Ann Braun. Uh, but there will be other. I'm going to be uploading our special guest episodes, and maybe some other episodes um, that are backlogged. Yeah. Um, but more interestingly, uh, we're going to be starting to do more live casting of our episodes. Um, if you enjoy listening to us on Anchor or Spotify or Apple or whatever, all the episodes will still be there. There's no change in that, but you would potentially have the opportunity to watch us live as well. But that is contingent on our second announcement. Does anybody else want to talk about this one?
3: We
0: started a Patreon.
3: We started a Patreon.
1: Um, So in order to be able to do all of these fancy new things for everyone, it's starting to get a little more expensive than like, I want to pay personally, <laughs> not going <laughs> to mm-hmm. lie. Um, so we started a Patreon. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash three, the number three fries short, you can find us there. There are uh, multiple tiers of different, different options for you. Anything from $2 a month, all the way up to like $30 a month. If you really want to do that.
0: Dying. what um, are the tiers can you go over them because i love them yes can so we pull much. it
1: up real quick here patreon.com slash three fries short just to make sure that link is still working as well yes so the tiers uh are first you are random jaffa number three if you give us two dollars a month Um,
0: Jim the Jaffa.
1: Jim Jaffa. I'm going to change it. It's going to be Jim Jaffa now. Um, So at this level, you're mostly just giving us support. um, And a good chunk of that goes to like fees from Patreon anyway. Um, But you will get your name typed as a patron of the show. So I'm going to start having all of that listed with our show information. So you will get a general typed shout out. Uh, The next tier up is Walter at $3 a month. And uh, it says, ah, steadfast, Walter, you're the ever-present mm-hmm. rock that always gets the team back through the gate. Um, so at this level, you get early access to raw, unfiltered recordings of Three Fry Short episodes in both video and audio. So basically, we record the thing. I throw it up for you. You get to watch it raw without me doing unfiltered. anything. Unfiltered. <laughs> unfiltered. All of it.
2: All of it. Sorry. Hot mess. Bon
1: voyage with that. Um Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle, <laughs> Buckle
2: up. up. <laughs>
1: At $5 a month, you are Siler, and uh, you get it done no matter what it takes. At this level, you get early access to raw and episodes, and you get that access to those live recordings and events, including any special guests that we may have come through, which is another mm-hmm. announcement we will have here in a moment. Uh, at $7 a month, you are Major Davis. Um, you were a little standoffish at first, but really showed your true colors when it counted. Uh, at this level, you get all the first access to the live you also get access to the three fries short Discord. So if you're already on our Discord, welcome. You're already there. <laughs> um, but from this point out, if you want to be on our Discord, you, you gotta be a patron. So mm-hmm. um, and you also get behind the scenes look with access to Sarah's very own recording notes. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> y'all, that, that's <laughs> worth it. Like, I'm sorry, but like
1: <sighs> so I will mm-hmm. I will send you literally the the raw like Sarah's notes that we we do episodes from every every time. So
0: it's pretty Typed interesting. Typed out in Apple notes. <laughs> and they're beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful emojis s- and commentary included. The spelling autocorrects
2: are are the genius <sighs> oh, of yes, it all. Gator. Gator's <laughs> gyms. Yep.
3: Yep. Gyms.
1: The Java if, Gyms. If you really yes. want to be awesome and pay ten dollars a month to us, you're Dr. Fraser. Uh, let's be real. How many folks have you saved at this level? You get all the things from the previous level and you also get invited. And I've put this up without re- consulting the other two fries, but that's fine. <laughs> you get invited to a once, <laughs> once monthly Q&A slash chat. So to just be anybody at this level and above, hang out with us, ask us mm-hmm. anything or just chat about anything. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 20, see, I did this for you, Christina. I made Rodney McKay a higher up one. So I love it. Thank tw- you. Appreciate at, it. At $20 a month, uh, you get all that stuff, but you also get an audio shout out in all the episodes. So we're going to go really NPR on you and be like, this episode brought to you, blah, 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 at the end. Um, <laughs> so our credits are going to get longer, but we will mention you. We will shout you out. Uh, and we promise to not send you any lemons. So no lemons. no lemons. No lemons. And then finally, at $30 a month, you are General Hammond. So you're yeah. in charge of like everything, including closing the iris. Um, so at this level, you get all of those things, but you also get to close the iris once a month. So that means there mm. are only four, four, four people can have this, uh, this level.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: it, this is limited to recording versions. Uh, so the lives, not really, um, it'll be tagged on to the recording versions. And it's also does not apply to any special guest episodes because they always close the iris for us on those.
0: It's the polite thing to it's do. The, right? <laughs> it's the polite thing to do. <laughs> and I'm sure, so, I'm sure you're so bored of listening to us close it. You guys probably have way better ideas than we do because we're yep. just like, oh, what the? I don't know anymore.
1: Yep. So that's <laughs> yeah. our that's our Patreon. Um, and it's really, you know, the more that we can do, the more that we have some, some financial support. It's more that we can do basically, because mm-hmm. right now we've been operating on nothing, nothing at all. So, um, there's, uh, the live streaming software that I want to use that, um, to be able to do much of anything in it, you kind of need to have that paid level. Um, and just other things that we hopefully down the road can do, like actually making more merch and stuff that kind of takes money up front to be able to make all of that happen. Um, mm-hmm and of course as a patron you would have first access to all of that as well. So, yeah, that's my spiel on our Patreon. I spent a whole day down a rabbit hole creating it. So,
2: it's a it's a beautiful thing. I was actually when you said, "Oh, I'm going to put it together." I was like, "Okay." And then I looked at it. I was like, "Oh, she like I put it together. This is really this is a yeah. work of art. <laughs> this is a
1: work of art. Work of art. <laughs> so, um it's fantastic. I like how all of these announcements in the fry box kind of lead from one to the other. So the YouTube leads to the Patreon, which, which leads, leads to a special guest announcement.
2: I feel like yes. you should, I feel like you should keep continuing because you did the effort on this one. <laughs> like you get to announce this one. Like I don't feel. I think it's
1: also very appropriate that we're announcing it during this episode specifically. So, yes, we are. Hmm? OK, OK, cool. what's Go there?
0: <laughs> can you guess can you guess if, oh is? yeah i did it might I mentioned, be mentioned
1: if we are watching out of mind and into the fire who's going to be our special guest it's mm. only
0: appropriate
1: all right i gave you enough seconds to guess so here it is uh sue braun is coming back to talk to us
0: i'm so excited
1: i'm so excited she is such a delight oh i cannot wait yep i'm super oh. excited too and um i think it speaks to uh you know the fact that we didn't scare her off that she's coming back
2: (laughs) (laughs) not yet wait for it um
1: but yeah we're really excited we're going to be recording with her in november uh so yeah expect a late november early december release somewhere around Mm -hmm. there we'll uh we'll announce it more specifics later but she's coming back so the return of hathor
0: Lovely and radiant. Uh, I can't wait to talk to her again. She's a joy. She definitely is. On. truly, truly, truly. She and is. she, back to our roots. She she started it all off. She was the first one we got.
1: She was. Yeah. She that was. was a tweet. That was a. She, she said something that I commented back and was like, "Hey, podcast." She's like, "Yeah, that's cool." And that's all it took. She was super yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Big fan. So yeah this is like all Stay lining tuned.
2: up perfectly
3: mm-hmm.
2: very excited so alright we ready to dive in is that
1: all the fry box news I think that's all the fry box news I believe news. so I mean, I think that is. if you've been <clears throat> trying to keep track of all that fry box news uh, you can go to our link tree on our Instagram or um, yeah where else is our link tree it's on our Instagram for sure <laughs>
2: And then like individually, like on like my TikTok account, I have it in there as well. Like yeah. in Athena Tano. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So yeah. go, go there. You can find the things. If for some reason you really have a hard time finding the things, you can also Just- email us.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> at, <laughs> got it in at three fresh short podcast at gmail.com. That's the number or the the word. <laughs>
2: I was gonna say just, you know, <laughs> light a beacon, we'll find you, mm-hmm. put it in the sky, we'll we'll get to you. Yep.
0: From the carrier pigeon. Yep. Yeah,
2: so very appropriate for her, the carrier pigeon conversation we had with Hathor. Yep.
0: Oh she <laughs> is <was> so funny.
2: <laughs> nice callback.
1: Um yeah. If you have any trouble finding that, just let us know. We'll we'll point you in the right direction. So I think uh Sue Ann Braun announcement actually flows right, right on in perfectly sure yes. it does so to the notes
0: once, <laughs> once again we're talking about <laughs> season 2 episode 22 which is out of mind uh it aired march 12th, 1999 so we're fully in 99 at this point um i don't know about you guys but this is kind of one of my favorite season finales um mm-hmm. i feel like the ones after this get like much bigger and bigger so this is kind of like when it's still a little bit small and mm. like we're d- we're still kind of doing a clip episode yeah, it's definitely you did, a like, callback episode. Like, yeah. it was a very
2: creative way of doing all, like, the callbacks. I
0: like it. Yes. And I do, I appreciate the creativity behind it, because it's not just, like, politics, mm-hmm. where it's, like, a standard clip episode. It's, there's a little more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I'm excited to get into this one. And the episode opens up with, we're in this facility. We don't know really where at this point. And a stasis pod is being lift out of a cryogenic preservation. It's like this big icy pit. Ooh, it's like smoky and icy. And the technology appears to be pretty advanced. And we see this doctor is starting to begin this reverse cryogenic process. And when the lid slides open and we see a very cold, sweaty looking O'Neill. <laughs> and he is alive, but he's in shock. And this doctor, which, by the way, I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. The doctor is um, Ellen from Supernatural. Oh. You guys are Supernatural. Oh. It's Ellen. <clears throat> um, but the doctor tells uh, Jack that he's going to be fine. Just don't, don't try not to speak right now. And this other man comes up and introduces himself as Major General Trotsky. And the woman is Dr. Raleigh. And Trofsky informs Jack that everyone on SG-1 is dead, which is a total bummer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, who, why would you do that mm-hmm. to the poor guy? He just woke up and it's like, oh, your whole, your whole team's dead. Um, and that probably everyone you've ever known is also dead because the year is now 2077. Um, which at the time this aired, that's 79 years into the future.
2: I wonder, so, like, I, I'm curious, was there a specific reason for that? Like, so why 79 years into the future?
0: It was kind of bizarre. You'd think of they would make it like a nice round number, like twenty ninety-nine, like exactly a hundred years. I don't know. I don't know. That would have that been too
1: that would have been too sus.
3: Mm. Fair. Fair.
0: Yeah. Make it a not prime number. <laughs> Even seventy seven is
3: a little like
0: hmm. Why not like
1: 2073? You know? Like. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I don't (laughs) know how they decided. But anyway, okay. I digress. We can
0: continue. We have the opening credits. And then we see Jack. He's still on this table. He's pretty out of it. And he asked, like, how did he get in this situation? And Trotsky was kind of hoping that Jack could answer that, which is a lot to ask of some Mm -hmm. dude who was just frozen for, like, 75 years. And you told him that everyone (laughs) he knows is dead. So it's like, hey, I'm gonna pile more on top of you and be like, tell me what you remember. Um, but Jack doesn't understand like he's not sure and he was like I was hoping you could help me out with that bro and Trotsky Mm -hmm. says that he was sent through the gate already frozen uh, probably by some advanced culture yeah Hmm. Hammond and Fraser back then decided to keep him frozen until the technology existed to revive him Hmm. Uh, but Jack doesn't recall anything that happened and asks for time to rest because obviously this is super traumatic uh trofsky offers to show him around the base get his bearings um but he has to come back to the infirmary as soon as possible because he needs these iv infusions Mm. for the to properly restore his cryogenically frozen tissues Mm. yeah sure sure that's what it is yeah so we see the base it's still kind of hustling and bustling uh, teams are all over the place. You hear voices over the intercom of, like, SG-14 is arriving, or whatever. Like, you know, there's a lot going on.
2: I gotta say, I like the update to the uniform with the little, like, <laughs> wingtip over the shoulder. It's very, oh, yeah. like, subtle, subtle futuristic.
0: But yes. It's in
2: the details. It's in the details. It was a good job. It was very but believable. Still,
0: yeah. But it's still, like, it's updated, but also kind of, like, those corners are still kind of, like, prison-ish looking. Like, they could have made it a little more homey. Hang no. up some, some nice decor. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like the base is very much like on the move. There's still a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Trotsky tells Jack that there are now 28 SG teams on Earth and 10 teams occupying off-world colonies. Which to that I said, I see we did not learn our lesson about colonization <laughs> in those 77 years. We're nope. just out there fucking shit up on other planets now. Mm-hmm. So. Good job, Earth. <laughs> I mean, f- well, perceived to be great job, Earth. Listen, I'm. This is what we're all being presented with now. That's mm. fair. That's fair. So, That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I know we know what happens, and I know pretty much everyone who's listening knows what happens. But,
2: but you know, in case you,
0: you know, in case alert, it's the only we, we way. don't spoil it.
2: You're getting your SG one <laughs> by our
1: retelling.
3: Wow, Evan forbid, We spoil
1: it. <laughs>
0: So Jack, he once again is asking about SG-1 and what exactly happened to them. Did they even make it through the gate? Did they die in this cryogenic process? Like, were they also frozen and they just didn't make it? Uh, Trotsky says their bodies were sent back, but they were already dead. So Trotsky says, I'm sorry, Colonel, it was a long time ago. And Jack is like, yeah, maybe for you it was. So I don't want to get into it now. I'll save it for like the discussion, but this is a shock. Like, could mm-hmm. you imagine going to sleep and then waking up? Like, it reminds me of Ripley from aliens mm-hmm. where she wakes up and like her whole life is her daughter died of old age because she was out for so long. So this is a lot to go through and digest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not only is everyone you ever known gone dead, not necessarily by traumatic. It's just like you outlive them. But then also, you're being plopped into this world that you're familiar with, but you really don't know anymore. That's so it's, it's really traumatic, and it's a huge adjustment. So obviously, Jack's not going to let that go. He's going to keep asking about it. Like, he needs closure. Good on him. Mm-hmm. So, Chofsky presses Jack for details on his last mission, but all Jack can really recall is that the intel suggested the planet was ruled by a gold. Um, I do have some dialogue here. It's just Trotsky and O'Neill. Would you ladies like to read? Sure. sure. You want to pick your poison? Uh, I'll be O'Neal.
2: Okay, perfect. I'll be Trotsky. All right. <clears throat> Can you think of any reason why the gold may, might have saved your life and sent you back? It's certainly not their MO. We feel whoever did help you was able to beat back the Gould in order to do so. We'd love to know who could do that. So would I, sir. We have a new technology that might help you remember. We'd like to give it a try if you feel up to it. Sure. We'd like to get started right away. Our outpost planets are at war with the gold and frankly, we're losing. I'm hoping whoever helped you 79 years ago can help us now.
0: <laughs> so, this is kind of a red flag to me. To me. And Sam kind of mm-hmm. brings us up. Spoiler alert. Sam is not that. She's She kind of brings us up later where she's like Wait, Sam's not Wait dead. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. Spoiler alert for twenty-five year old show. Um, but it's like it's been seventy-seven years, and you guys are still fighting the gold. Sounds fake. Like you didn't either. You didn't beat them already, or make some type of advancements, or they haven't beaten us already. Like and you're, you're looking for technology
1: weird... that that happened seventy-nine years ago to help you with it.
0: And if they they. Listen, they're in the future. Like, don't they have records going all the way back to, like, when the SGC was first founded? Why are they asking Jack for his mm-hmm. poor frozen brain to recall stuff? They don't have any records of anything? Sounds fake. No, but I think Jack is also onto that, so... Back in the cryogenic room, Dr. Rowley is getting Jack prepped. Uh, She says the technology was a gift from the Tok'ra. So then we have this other bit of dialogue, which if you guys want to read through that, I thought it was really, like, interesting because you can see Jack is questioning some stuff. Sure.
2: Yep. Um, I can just take on both, Rowley. So she says the technology was a gift from the Tok'ra. That was not a question. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Radio. The technology was a gift from the Tok'ra. We're still friends with them, huh? Oh, yes. It's been quite a beneficial alliance. Just not much help in the
3: Outpost colonies, I take it. And
0: Trotsky says no. So, Jack is, he's, he's, he might be frozen frostbite brain, but he's got, like, he's not missing out a beat. Like, okay, we're friends with the Togra, but they can't help, they can give us this technology, but they can't help us anywhere else. Sounds fake so Rowley implants this small metal disc into Jack's temple and I really like his reaction because he like he's like what? what is that like she just shoves this thing into his head and it looks really painful um mm-hmm. and she adjusts it with this wand which if you don't know by now this is a running joke on the show <laughs> that thing that she adjusts it with is a nose hair trimmer so didn't um
1: Colonel Dave like point that out in the in our trivia episode <laughs> I
0: think I I asked the question. That was one of my questions, and he got it right. He knew it. He knows everything. He knows all that stuff. He does. So, I got some more dialogue. Rowley and O'Neal. You guys want
2: to take it away? Sure. Got it. As
0: the Tokra explain
2: it, this device stimulates the memory centers of your mind and then amplifies it, sort of like a capacitor for thoughts. And when it's hooked up to this device here, objects with the mind's eye is seeing holographically. Now all you have to do is focus your thoughts and guide the right memories to the surface. How do I do that? We'll lead you through it. It's kind of like a high tech version of hypnosis. We've introduced a very light sedative through these tubes. You should be feeling it now.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Great. Let's get going. Start by concentrating on what race or culture you can think of from your travels that might have the technology to defeat the Gould and cryogenically suspend you.
0: So this is kind of the really cool framing device that they have for this clip flashback episode they're using this device to have jack recall memories which is also reminding us the audience of some of their travels in the past and like some of the cool stuff they did so jack recalls the nox and how they could revive their dead we see a clip of the episode the nox is displayed on this large screen as he recalls it he also recalls how they could make themselves and entire cities invisible which okay okay This is my only gripe, and then I'll let it go. (laughs) I love how these memories now are in, like not first person perspective it's like yeah what's the what's the like omniscient narrator like
3: mm-hmm.
0: what's that perspective it's in third like person yeah third. yeah like instead of seeing it and obviously i know they can't do that and can't like refilm it but it's like oh cool like you're seeing the memory as like if you're outside of your body watching it as we watched it on tv so right. the memories are now being displayed in third person I, they do that um, a
1: lot on, on a lot of different television mm-hmm. shows and everything and it's like you could at least have picked shots or something and kind of recut it in a way where you like at least didn't see jack
0: you know yeah but and there's times when they cut away from the screen so like when it's on the screen it's obviously like what jack is seeing but then they kind of like they don't show they show it as if like it the I don't know how to explain it but like it's not being shown on the screen it's being shown as just like a an excerpt from the episode mm-hmm. as but like the clip for sure and so i thought about that Because you have to think at that time, it had been how many
2: weeks or months or years since they had seen that episode. So the easiest way to like reference it quickly was just to like replay the exact scene versus like, oh, wait, that looked familiar. Like just triggering our memory of just cut it. Exactly.
0: And something they do this in the future, too. So I'm going to skip ahead and kind of go on a tangent here in Divide and Conquer. Wonderful mm-hmm. episode, mm-hmm. if I do say so. But in Divide and Conquer, when they are having flashbacks, Sam and Jack are having flashbacks to the incident that they're recalling, we actually get you new get, footage you get that new we didn't see mm-hmm. in that episode. And I love that so much because I'm like, what? Did that actually happen? So mm-hmm. they must have filmed, like, they knew what was coming, they filmed extra, or they just didn't include it in the original episode and decided to use it later. So... They do get better at this as they go. This this recalling. Um, I know the one woman, Lieutenant Astor, or whoever the one that goes bananas, mm. and we'll get there. It's a couple seasons away. But they <laughs> they pull clips from I believe it's this episode from the Jaffa and the Towers, mm-hmm. and they use that as like what she's recalling. So oh, interesting. So they do recycle footage, but they make it so it's like kind of new or they do include new clips that we didn't see in that previous episode so it does have a new spin on it and a new take Mm -hmm. so i think they do get better at this
1: i think it's a matter of how complex what what they're having to to show again is like yeah if for for divide and conquer it's a matter of even if they didn't film that stuff during upgrades like Mm -hmm. it's a matter of pulling. RDA and Amanda Tapping back in to a set that's pretty established and, like, Mm -hmm. easy enough to do um, versus, you know, trying to recreate the whole Knox thing is gonna be, you know, a mess, so.
0: Right. So, I got that out of the way. I just want, yes, memories are now in third person. They get to watch them like they're out-of-body experiencing it. Yeah. Um,
1: So... The episode is called Out of Mind, so...
0: That's fair. <laughs> there it is. Um, makes sense. So Rally is like astonished. She's like, they have this technology that can make themselves invisible. That could be a really powerful weapon against the gold. Could it not?
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: Jack is like, yeah, but they won't use it. They don't even use it to defend themselves. They are pacifists. They're not going to fight back. Um, so Tropsy asked Jack if there are any other races that he could... Recall that would have the ability to freeze them. And Jack remembers the Asgard. We see a clip from Thor's chariot, aka Thor's, Thor's wagon, wagon. <laughs> <laughs> The old wagon. Um, and that's the clip of the Asgard mothership vamoosing away all the ghouls <laughs> and the pyramids and like eating them off into some third dimension or just outer space somewhere. That poor guy, he's like living mm-hmm. in that dimension all by himself, trying to keep <laughs> his yard clean. His whole yard's and someone messed just up keeps now. <laughs> dumping shit on his yard. <laughs> So, like I think I said this before, but it's the like the Simpsons mean old man yells at Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, no, <laughs> Damn you. Oh. Uh, so then we also see um, a clip from the fifth race mm-hmm. where Jack makes contact with the Asgard. Um, and he recalls to mm-hmm. Rowley and Trofsky that they were part of an alliance. Then we get flashback to Torment of Tantalus. Um, so after this. Rowley decides to take a break and let Jack rest. She -hmm. gives him uh, an IV medication. It's like a port almost on his Mm -hmm. chest. It's not like, I don't know, it's futuristic IV, but it looks like a port. Does it feel like a pick line or something, Mm -hmm. right? Like the, yeah, that feels like. Look at me. I knew something. I did. Looks
2: accurate. I knew something. Mm -hmm. You get a big old check. (laughs) Gold star for me. Gold star. Yes. I've contributed.
0: (laughs) So. Rally and Trotsky go to this other cryogenic room where we see them remove another stasis pod, revealing Daniel. He is also alive. And he doesn't say anything. He's all sweaty and cold and I'm here
2: for it. Oh falling
0: out. <laughs> Let me just freeze that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I was going to say this. I'm just going to say it because Adam was watching it with me. He's like, oh man, you see his nips. And I'm like, yes. Thank you for observing that. Yes. <laughs> We do see Michael Shanks' spare chest. <laughs> um, I'm not upset about it. And then in another cryogenic room, another pod is being removed. And Trofsky is like, hey, we got to be careful because this one's got Naquita in her blood. <laughs> and of course, it's revealed to be Sam, who was also alive. Mm-hmm. And she does get to say she asks about SG1, and Trofsky feeds her the same line that, oh, they're all dead, sorry so now we as the audience if we haven't picked up on it by now we know the something's up the jig is yeah. up so it's like okay let's recap what do we know at this point sam daniel and jack are all alive but each of them are being told that everyone else is dead mm-hmm. why did they have to be careful of inaquita and sam's blood mm-hmm. are there gould around mm-hmm. perhaps because there are Spooky. also where's tealc he is not included in this Uh, And why are they lying to SG one So this brings into question anything, if anything that they're being told is true. And we, as the audience, as I wrote in my notes, see that there is fuckery afoot. (laughs) There is major fuckery afoot. Major fuckery (laughs) is afoot.
2: Yes. So it's
0: that, we get that tension, which I know it was talked about, I forget, Alfred Hitchcock, where it's like the tension is established, like, I believe the scenario was like, there's a bomb under the table and we know that it's there. But the people in the movie, like the actors, Mm -hmm. they don't know it's Mm -hmm. there. So we Mm -hmm. see the bomb. Nobody else does. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure because they are very smart cookies, they know like, and, and this is, I'll bring this up in my discussion again. But whether it's they don't buy it because something is suspicious or they're just having trouble accepting what they're being told. They're suspicious. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Sam is also hooked up to the memory recall device. Uh, apparently, she is not given clothes at all. No. Nope. Jack was at least given, like, an SGC, like, updated jumpsuit. Poor Sam I, just left uh, with... I got <laughs> comments. I got
2: comments about that. But hang and my lantern on that one.
0: We'll revisit that. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: there is one potentially...
0: There's one redeeming, shining no, moment. No, So
1: there's one, and I don't buy it because I think having her in no clothes, this is not the reason. But you could potentially excuse it by saying they didn't want to spend too much time that close to her because of the Naquita thing. But
0: mm. that's a stretch. We
2: all know why it actually happened.
0: <laughs> I don't think they gave Daniel clothes either, though. No, they-
2: Daniel got back into clothes way quicker. Like, I I paid attention to that. Well, Sam didn't get close. Anyway, we'll get to when Sam gets close. We'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> we'll get, get to, to when that. Sam gets close.
0: They never gave her clothes. They never gave her clothes. No. All right. So we get this interaction between Rowley and Sam. So if you guys would like to take it away. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
2: it's important that we know who would have the technology to do this. Why? Because, Captain Carter, anyone with that technology would be a very, very powerful ally against Apophis.
1: Apophis, isn't
2: he dead? Well, of course, he is. We're merely trying to stimulate the region of your memory that involves doing battle with the Gould. It might help us in our current battles. Okay, well, we did fight the Old a lot. Tell me how you defeated Apophis.
0: So, Sam mm-hmm. is she didn't miss a beat because she's like, What? He's dead. We killed him two episodes ago. Where were you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and again, like if if they were in the future, they would have records of all of this. And if oh, Apophis yeah. really wasn't dead, she could be like, Yeah, he did die, but then, you know, he was revived by Sokar, like we have record, and then he came back. Like they could tell her stuff. Right. It's kind of it it's just I get why they don't buy it because it's like we've been sleeping for seventy five years. Like you don't have any records of what happened. Yeah, sounds like you did a piss poor job of running this show, Suspect. man. Suspect. Mm-hmm. So Sam recalls the events of the season one finale, which was it? Serpent's Lair, Serpent's Grasp. One of it was one of those, those episodes.
1: episodes. they mm-hmm. use those a lot in titles.
0: Yes, but when they destroyed those two gold motherships. Um, so Raleigh's like, cool, like that's the end of Apophis. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, well, was the beginning. Uh his forces were weakened after another gould finally got to him. And then we kind of cut to Daniel. Um, mm-hmm. he's also being hooked up to the nose hair memory device. With clothes on. Does he have clothes on at that? I feel like he had it wrapped around his waist. Mm. I feel like they kept him a little naked too. Maybe for a moment,
2: I don't know. He, but he he did get close from them. Okay, I digress.
0: Um. So then, that's when Daniel recalls Sokar um, and the events of Serpent Song, where Apophis dies. He recalls Harrower because he's kind of mm-hmm. listing off like all the ghoul baddies. He's Like, well, there was Sokar, and then there was Harrower from the episode Secrets. Um. And then he recalls Hathor, and he's like, "Yeah, she almost did some really bad damage."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Which okay, again. I was like, okay, is this Daniel's memory, or are they gonna then cut to O'Neill? Because how does Daniel have a memory of Jack being turned into a Jaffa? I know. So again, it it's a cool <coughs> framing device, but not, not
1: accurate.
3: Yeah,
0: um, I feel like they
1: probably like, realized how li- that it was limited, and they're like, shit, what do we? You know what? Let's just let's just put it in there. It's fine.
0: But then they could have jumped back to Jack recalling Hathor and what she did to him. Like they like they just they jumped from Sam talking about Apophis to Daniel talking about Sokar. They could mm-hmm. have jumped back to Jack. I'm sorry like if Bradridge listening to this, I'm really not like trying to nitpick. <laughs> My bad. Um <laughs> But then we see the scene of Hathor being shot when she's in, as, as she said, in the, with mm-hmm. the prawns, the tub full of prawns. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, and then that's when, like, she is shot by Sam. We do see, like, her invisibleness climb out of the tub and, like, walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the memory ends, and Daniel, of course, he's asking about SG-1, because they all want answers. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, Trotsky tells him the same line. It's like, everyone was sent through the gate and they were already dead. And Daniel asks, like, okay, what about Hammond? And Trotsky tells him, I'm happy to report he lived to a ripe old age of
2: 93. That makes me so sad when I saw that, like, that came true, because I'm like, hmm. Was
0: Don... that old. No. 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 No,
2: but it's like, oh. of all the characters to make a comment about when they died yeah. and like, oh, they got to live a long life, it was like, it made it about Hammond, about Don C. Davis, who did not. Yeah. It's very
0: sad. Anyway. But then Daniel has this moment. He's like, so everyone I know is pretty much gone. So even like people who lived a long life, they're already mm-hmm. gone.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And Trousseau's like, yeah, it's a bummer. It's Sorry, mate. Right. Right so, so then we cut to Teal. Teal. is here finally. We get to see him, and he is in the real infirmary with Doctor Fraser and Hammond. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if they're in the infirmary, where is SG One? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to reveal more. I cut a lot of dialogue. Yeah, let's
2: just go through it. Uh, Who wants to Hammond, be Hammond,
0: Teal, and Fraser? All be Teal.
1: Pick your poison. I'll be Hammond.
2: <laughs> okay, I'll take Frazier. <clears throat> All right, it's, it starts with Hammond, too. It's <laughs> like right in there. <clears throat> Get in there. Get
1: in there good. When you didn't return, we sent SG teams three and seven after you. They found you lying next to the Stargate. There was no trace of Colonel O'Neill, Captain Carter, or Dr. Jackson. We assumed
0: they were captured. You have no memory of this, Teal'c? I do. It was a mixture of horse and Serpent guards a very unusual combination. Serving- uh, Infra- Sorry, Hammond oh. and Fraser exchanged worried looks. Serving what gould? That I do not know, General Hammond. I will return to the planet immediately in search for the answers. I can't let you do that, Teal'c. General Hammond, I will not remain idle while my friends may be in danger on this planet. Teal'c, you've been unconscious for three weeks. That's not possible. My symbiote would have awakened me long before the period of three weeks. You were barely alive,
1: Tilk, with substantial internal injury. Dr. Fraser spent most of the three weeks at your side. I'm convinced it was her refusal to give up that kept you alive.
0: I'm in your debt, Dr. Fraser. General Hammond, permit me to return to this planet to search out my friends. If their bodies are, were not found by my side, then they are prisoners.
1: If they're prisoners, they're long gone from that planet. We sent out UAVs, balloons, our best rescue teams, found nothing but scorched earth. There was no trace of them. They could be moved to any Gould stronghold. You'd be searching for a needle in a very large haystack. Perhaps, but I must try. Teal, I understand your desire to do something, anything, for SG-1. I feel the same way, but I cannot expend any more resources on this. I'm sorry. Request denied.
0: If the people of the Tari have given up hope on SG-1, then it is with great regret that I must leave this world and return to my people. You mean you want to leave the SGC? That is correct. I can't let you do that, Teal.
1: I won't let you
3: do it.
0: General Hammond, I hereby respectfully inform you that I must take my leave of the SGC. Therefore, I am no longer under your command.
1: I can't allow you to do that. You represent too great a security risk.
0: General Hammond, I would die before divulging any information concerning this world. I believe you know that. Yes, I do. I will depart in one hour. And Chris Judge, like, Teal actually starts to cry. It was super, mm-hmm. like... because I, Like, I was watching it, and I was talking, and I'm like, Adam, it looks like he's gonna cry. And then you see, like, he does start to cry. Mm-hmm. It was really emotional, because mm-hmm. he wakes up so far after the fact where Hammond has already done everything in his power that he can do. And Teal'c is like, he's he's like, what can I do? There's, he's powerless. And he's like, well, if, if I can't go back and find my friends and if they're not coming back, then I have to go back home. Like, I got to start doing, like, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel really bad for Teal'c in this moment because he's like, I'm back on my own again. Like, I really had, I had SG-1 and we mm-hmm. were a team together, and now they're gone, and now I'm like, I gotta go start rebuilding on my own and, like, go back to Chewlock.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
0: tough. So, back wherever Jack is, in the the infirmary, the fake infirmary, he pinched his IV. His sneaky. Little, sneaky two, little bastard. Mm-hmm. And prevented any of these drugs getting in his system. And he overhears Trofsky and Rowley. They're speaking in Gould. And they leave the room. So Jack coughs to get the attention of this nurse or attendant. And as soon as this orderly comes over, he, like, attack... Jack attacks him to, like... What does he... Why does he do that again? To get... But to get the badge. He wants to get his access and stuff so that he can, like, use the badge or whatever to get around base. It was such a
2: clean attack, though. It was like, kick, kick, punch down. Knocked Mm -hmm. out. Like, dude, what kind of training do you have? I mean, we know what kind of training he has, but it was very effective in that moment to knock the guy all the way the fuck out.
0: Yeah. He don't mess around. Nope. So so now Jack is roaming free. Um, We cut back to the SGC. Teal'c departs through the gate and says goodbye to Hammond. It's super sad. Um, back where Jack is, we see he has switched clothes. He is wearing a white orderly outfit now. Um, and he stole the guy's badge so that he can gain access. He's he goes through, I believe it's like an elevator, like what it would be on the SGC. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets to the next level, it's all gold corridors and shit raw in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see some Jaffa come out and he hides in the hidey holes because if anything, at least these gold mother ships have lots of places to hide. Um, he wanders to the corridors, hiding to Morghap here he nears another elevator, and he's remembering something, and this memory recall device goes off. And it kind of looks painful. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it can't project on on this screen. So it's almost like imagine if a memory was just replaying in your brain and you can't see anything else or focus on anything else. Mm-hmm. That's what I imagine it would be like. So he's, it, it's almost like taking over him. It looks like it's painful. Um, but he's remembering the, I believe it's the gold mothership that the destroyed of Apophysis, because it looks very familiar. Um, so he's recovering from this sudden memory, and he gets up off the floor. He's walking down these corridors, and he finds where they're keeping Sam. And he attacks the orderly that's, like, bending over her to, like, probably administer more drugs. And he wakes Sam up, who still does not have clothes. Nope. Um, she's surprised to see him and she's like, I thought you were dead. Which, this was kind of interesting. She's like, I thought you were dead. And that triggers the memory from messaging a bottle, mm-hmm. which displays on the screen of, like, when he was shot through the arm and, like, pinned to the wall.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
0: it's kind of invasive to just be, like, anything yeah. that you think of projected on the screen. Weird. I don't like it. Um, But... He's like, yeah, these things have a nasty habit of going off when you at least expect it. Try not to think too much, which is like know your audience, man. Like,
3: <laughs> Try not to think too much. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what the f- I don't know what I wrote. Sam sits up and, oh, she guesses, guesses? the drugs must have- Yes, she guesses Guinness. the way drugs must have prevented- <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, the drugs must have prevented her from sensing the gold. And then it's like she's kind of sitting up and she's still holding this blanket over her boob. So like Yeah. Um but Jack, he's like, this is the moment, and this is where it. we talked about this before though. This is where they really intentionally like ramped they up. Ramped up that tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because he's mm-hmm. like looking at her naked back, like, hmm mm-hmm. Trade clothes with that guy, as in like trade yeah. yes yeah
1: oh when the people come in there and he's just like that orderly he's just naked. naked on the naked floor. floor
3: perfect
0: and i saw i saw like because i was looking up like, trivia and whatnot for this episode they talk about this part and they're like oh so the guy's clothes fit sam perfectly and apparently mm-hmm. he was also wearing a bra
3: mm-hmm. awesome I mean, that- <laughs> yeah, yeah of course
0: So, they begin to explore this facility and Sam notices the, Jesus Christ, I don't know that the good facility, that this facility that they're in looks like Apophis' mothership. Was it Goa'uld facility? Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, And Jack tries to, like, shut her up and stop her from recalling (laughs) this because he knows when it happened to him, like, this Mm -hmm. memory device took over. And Mm -hmm. we see a group of Jaffa led by Rowley. They're Coming around the corner, he grabs her, like, puts his hand over her mouth, and, like, hides behind a corner. And this is so funny because, like, <laughs> again, they're really close. People have they're- made
1: epic fan art to this, <laughs> mm-hmm. this moment right here. Mm-hmm.
0: I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It looks like the cover of a very bad, cheesy romance uh-huh. novel. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the the screen grab that we post on Instagram when we release this episode. So, Oh, absolutely. I've already decided. We'll turn
1: it into a a novel
3: <laughs> cover. It's fine. Done. Love it.
0: I'm going to start working on that
3: right away. Yeah.
0: Can't wait. Anyway, um but yeah, they're real close. Again, this is when they decided to really ramp up the chemistry. So, I approve. Thank you. I'll take whatever breadcrumbs I can get. <laughs> It's not breadcrumbs (laughs) in this episode. No, they're 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 making it They're whole loaves. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, like, he has her hand, or he has his hand over her mouth to, like, shut her up, and, like, pulled right up against him while these Jaffa kind of go around, and they're hiding in their hidey hole. Mm -hmm. So, they find Daniel, they get him up to speed, and they're You're kind of like, okay, we got to figure, like, where are we? I love (laughs) this so much. (laughs) And and I have some trivia on this, too. This is why I wanted to include it. O'Neill yanks open a door, but finds only a blank wall. (laughs) And he says, damn cost cutting. (laughs) But then Sam is like, the facade is obviously part of a bigger gold facility complete with horse and serpent cards, which Daniel is even like, this is the second time someone is like, that's a weird combo. Horus and serpent cards. That's weird. Mm-hmm. That's suspicious, super suspicious, um, so they enter the gate room. It's deserted. like they've never seen the suc like deserted th- this much, and the Stargate is fake. O'Neill like kicks it. It's like it's mm-hmm. fake, it's plastic. Daniel poses the question, who would have spent enough time on the base to be able to reproduce it in this kind of detail? And then, dun, dun, like dun. the queen, she is. Yes, she, she is. reveals herself from being invisible right in the middle of like the Stargate too. It's of, perfect like, grand entrances. We see Hathor, mm-hmm. uh, and she heads down the ramp towards Daniel. <laughs> Jack is like, "I was so hoping to never see you again, lady." <laughs> um, Sam does make the comment of like, "Don't." let her breathe on you and Hathor's like do you think, listen, are you that dumb girl, like I thought you were the smart one don't you think that I wouldn't have gone to these extreme lengths if that shit would work again (laughs) Um, but then we get I have this longer chunk of dialogue if we would like to read that Um, Um, yes, mine
2: notes just skipped ahead so let me come back up somehow, but yes who wants to be who I'll take my. I'm one. not
0: being Hathor. Sorry,
1: I'll be Hathor. You want you want the you um, want the Carter line?
3: You want the O'Neill?
0: Um, I'll do Carter.
2: It's
3: mostly Hathor. Yeah. It is mostly Hathor. Yeah.
2: Okay, so who am I? Sorry, You're I was O'Neil. getting off uh, on my nose. Yeah. Okay, perfect. All I'm right, O'Neil. I'm gonna Hathor.
1: Do you like our guards? We managed to lure them from the remote outposts of our enemies. We are quietly building our forces before the system lords even know that we are alive. But doing so is difficult when we have to operate with limited knowledge of the state of the Empire.
2: Let me take a guess. It's, It's just a wild guess. But that's where we come
0: in, right? We know more than you do. Perhaps.
2: We
1: are prepared to offer you a life of luxury as servants in our royal court for sharing information. Deny us, and you will not enjoy the alternative. You know, you really should do something about the breath. How do we contact the Asgard so that we might align with their forces? Try Roswell, little place in New Mexico. What is the sequence of numbers necessary to open the barricade protecting your Stargate? And Carter doesn't answer. Uh, If you will not give us the information that we desire, we do have another means of retrieving it. And she snaps her finger, and a Jaffa enters the gate room. And he moves to stand before her. Mm-hmm. So Hathor then says, An opportunity has presented itself at a most fortuitous time. <laughs> and she reaches into the Jaffa's pouch ew, and, pull yep. up th- and pulls out a writhing adult Goa'uld. So she holds it out, you know, in, in the most dramatic Hathor way possible. Our friend here is ready for a host. Tell us. Which one of you shall it be?
0: And in episode <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> so yes, it is Hathor. She is back. I love that they brought her back. Basically, like more than a whole season after she escaped. Mm-hmm. Um. So when you think about it, like I thought it was much later, but this aired in March of ninety nine, and. Season 3 premiered in June of 99. It wasn't that far apart. Man, that stuff used to feel
1: so far apart, though.
0: I I feel like some of them were, though. Like They really were, where it was like a show like the X-Files would wrap up in May and then wouldn't come back until October, which is much longer of a break than from March to June. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how it was stacked up. It was still on Showtime at this point, so they might have had more of a intense filming schedule mm-hmm. where there wasn't as much of a break between but mm-hmm. still that would have sucked having to wait that long and there are very few shows that i watch up to date because i hate waiting i will spoil it for myself i will read spoilers online i don't care i want to know what happens and. <laughs> This is the reason, like, I don't, I can't, I need to know what happens. So before we get into the next part, I did want, so the little joke about Jack, when he opened the door and he's like, ah, damn cost cutting When it's like a blank wall. The trivia that I got says, when O'Neal was searching the base, he opened a door and finds only a wall. His comment, damn cost-cutting, is likely an in-joke for the fact that this is a clip-heavy episode, which are usually produced to save production (laughs) costs. Love it. Makes sense. I mean...
3: Yeah. They literally just...
2: I don't know. I guess maybe I took it differently, but that makes sense the interesting analogy because I just feel like on most set designs it's like it doesn't go very far. You know, it's just like very ish of like Yeah. I feel like building out like theater sets like I don't know. Interesting. So, interesting, but that does make sense.
0: Again, I do have, I have some like discussion stuff, but we let's try and get through everything first and then we yeah. can go back. Yeah. So the next episode, we're going right into season three, guys. We made it season three. Season three. Woo! Yes. We are a season three, episode one, which is called Into the Fire, which aired on June 25th, 1999. So again, I think Not it was that like March, March 12th or something. Mm -hmm. And then the next season came out and that's not very bad, especially considering like the world of COVID where we had to wait over a year for some of our shows to come back. Oh my God. Yeah. This is not that bad. Those were the dark times.
2: (laughs) Those were Handmaid's Tale just came back on. So now I'm fine. I'm watching that. Same. Same. We can discuss later.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So this episode opens with Colonel Makepeace returning from a mission and he is booking it to Hammond's office His shoes are melting because he's running Mm -hmm. so fast. (laughs) And Hammond is hanging out with our bestie, Major Davis. Love him. Mm -hmm. Um, Discussing plans for new SG teams. And Makepeace tells Hammond they received intel from Matokra that SG-1 had been taken captive by Hathor. Dun, dun, dun. Opening credits. So make peace is showing Hammond a map of Hathor's base and they're planning a rescue mission so now that they know stuff and they're like okay we know that they're here we, we are not blindly searching random planets um, we know where they are we can make a plan so we have some dialogue Hammond yep. and Davis want to read it? Uh, yeah
2: I'll be Davis alright sir do you intend to commit the resources of this entire command? I only wish we could Nearly half of our teams are off world right now on other missions, General. That's not my point. SG One is a valuable asset, but there's still just one team. Major, you got a lot
1: to learn about how we do things around here, which is interesting given like what he was saying about you know the Teok and everything uh-huh. earlier. But you know it's fine. Exactly. We'll let it slide.
0: We'll let, <laughs> we'll let Hammy like, slide. Yeah, I do like that. Davis is he kind of took over that viewpoint that hammond had Mm -hmm. in the previous episode Mm -hmm. and i do like that that he is giving that perspective of like Mm -hmm. are you really gonna do and if all the teams were home yeah hammond probably would he's like i wish i could but half the teams are off world so we're only going to be able to send the other half so i like davis's perspective of like he's just being factual it's like the necessary
2: voice like you have to run those things against like reason like Mm -hmm. that's why it's there it's a check and balance because if you get all down the rabbit hole you do have to have someone to pull it back and go the end of the day is this a valuable like win for us if we go after it it's what major davis is
3: great for
1: because he does it in a way that's like you still like him as a character as opposed Mm -hmm. to some of the other people that you're like That guy's a dick. (laughs) Like, Major Davis, you know, you respect him for his perspective, so.
0: Correct. Um, He's just being kind of the logical voice of reason without being, like, a cartoon character villain. Um, So, back on Hathor's planet, we... See that Jack Jack makes the comment because she's like holding out this gould. Like, who wants to be the host? And Jack is, he's like, oh, I see it has your eyes. <laughs> and the a- symbiote chooses Jack as the host. The gray hair apparently does not bother the gould at all. Um, it doesn't bother any tried- of us
1: after that brown, so. No, thank oh, God. No. That looks like
0: shit. <laughs> yes. Um, so he tries to attack the symbiote but Rowley shoots them both with the Zat. Uh, and the symbiote runs away <laughs> or slithers away, whatever. Yeah. Um, and Jack is like left on the ramp because again, at this point in the series, a Zat blast will still kind of hurt you. Um, Make peace and the rescue mission arrive on the planet. Teal has also arrived on Chulak. He still does not know that SG One's location has been discovered, so he left, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Man, I gotta go back home and, and and like engender my people to get their head out of their ass and start mm-hmm. fighting." Um, he is attacked by Braytak, who Braytak is like in rough shape. He was attacked by the last of Apophis's personal guard, so. They have this conversation. It's Braytak and Tilk, Would you guys like to read that? Sure. Yeah.
2: I'll do Breitak. All right. I, when I heard the news of Apophis, my heart soared, Tilk. I hoped there would be celebration among our people. Instead, they fear that with the death of Apophis, Chlorel will return to claim his inheritance. They are cowards. In too great a number for an old man of 135, what of your human friends?
1: Prisoners of a Goa'uld. I have come to raise an army with which to free them. That will not be so easy, Teal'c. Perhaps, but I must try. Until then, you're in need of food and rest, and I am in need of armor.
0: So, okay, so Teal'c kind of does know, okay, they were taken by a ghoul, but I don't know where they are. Mm -hmm. But I want to help them in any way I can. Um, This is also a very interesting look at what happened, because killing Apophis does not magically make everything better. Mm-mm. there's a lot of things that happen because now, oh my god, what if Clorel comes back? Mm-hmm. I still kind of like the Paphis. Like, he was my god. So, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. These are very real and complicated things that happen when a form of government is mm-hmm. toppled and a new form of government is trying to get reestablished. um so, It's kind of addressing and looking at these very complicated things that take place when you would hope, like, a lot of what we see in movies and stuff is like, yay, the bad guy was defeated. We don't see the aftermath of what Mm -hmm. happens, of that rebuilding process. And that's kind of what we're getting a glimpse at right now with Tealco and Back to Shulok. Mm -hmm. So back on Hathor's planet, Jack is restrained. He's in the cryo bed Hathor just plucks out that memory recall device, which looks Meh. like it hurts, and it leaves like this gross... It's like a
1: thumbtack. Like a big old thumbtack.
0: Yeah. Tack. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nasty. And it leaves like a gross bruise on their heads. Mm-hmm. It's yucky. So, Hathor, being the dramatic queen that she is, um, she's basically saying, once you're a ghoul, I'm gonna make you kill all your friends. And you get to watch. Uh, so that'll be super fun for me <laughs> to make you do. Um, the gold enters to the back of Jack's neck. Uh, we get some long shots of Rowley. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we hear gunfire. The rescue team has breached the gate. So the cavalry is coming. Um, Hathor gives orders because she's like, damn, they're coming for me. They all leave the cryo room. Like Sam and Daniel are taken away by some Java. Hathor leaves. Um... The only one that's left behind is Dr. Rowley. She approaches Jack and reveals that she is Tok'ra. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to lower you into the cryogenic pit. Um, The ghoul is going to die, but you got to fight it. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of like, this is kind of bullshit. Because when we see ghoul take hosts before, and it's like instantaneous, but now it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is this process, so it has to meld with you. When Sam was taken by Jolinar... It was, like, instantaneous. So, mm. I don't know. It's a weird thing to add in there, but I digress. So, okay. this is We get a lot of action in here. This is a wait, very action But can But can I say something on that real quick? Didn't yeah. it take a little bit
2: when Jacob, like, didn't that take a moment with Samak? They had to wait for it to, like, truly blend? Otherwise I think it it's take. because
0: he had lots of cancer to heal, too. Oh, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. You're right. The okay. only so, one that it took
1: some time was um, what's his face at the beginning, but that's because it was so young.
0: That oh, makes yeah, sense. Kowalski. Kowalski. Yeah, yeah. So, and I get like it's sad. It. I'm pretty sure Sam, like when Jolinar went into Sam, it was pretty instantaneous. It just she didn't. reveal It's really herself hard right to right tell.
1: Away. Yeah, that episode makes it yeah. really hard to tell.
0: Yeah. So. Makepeace runs into Sam and Daniel being escorted by the, some Horus guards. They break them free. And Sam tells Makepeace that O'Neill was taken as a host. Back in the cryogenic room, Rowley lowers Jack into the pit. But then Hathor comes back and she's like, what the fuck, man? She's and like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Rowley reveals that she is a Tok'ra. Hathor blasts her against the wall with a hand device. And she's like, Hathor, out. Like, I got I got stuff to do. I can't deal with you right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Makepeace has lost contact with his team by the Stargate, so he orders that they they gotta move out. Like, they can't waste time. Daniel protests that they can't leave Jack behind. Um, Makepeace is like, oh, he's a casualty, sorry. We can't, like, we gotta go now. We're Or mm-hmm. we're gonna be casualties, too. Um Sam tries to argue with him or, like, try and reason with him, but make pieces like, listen, my team has lost control of the gate. We're not going anywhere. We got to go now. Like, we're mm-hmm. pulling out. So yeah. I kind of do like the fact that he's just like, sorry, he's a casualty. We have to go now. Because this is kind of what happens in reality. It's not this perfect world of, like, nobody gets left behind. We'll stay and get everyone out or we'll all die. That's not what happens. People do get left behind. It mm-hmm. is not a perfect world. People are taken as prisoners of war all the time. Yep. So, yeah, back on... Yeah. Which... But I like that they added that. It's realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we know they're going to get him out. But in this moment, it's like, okay, this is realistic. I I kind of like that they're like, sorry, tough shit. <laughs> so then back on Chulak, Teal'c is getting a lot of shit from his fellow Chewlockians. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> they view him as a traitor mm-hmm. which I have thoughts on this again we'll revisit that okay. um but he if you, somebody wants to read there's like Tielka saying some stuff there's a random priestess in here who's arguing with him would you guys like to read that
3: sure, sure. you want to be Tielk sure
1: with you or without he will be defeated as was his father our people will taste freedom
2: Braytac paid a heavy price for those words Oh, yeah, then they're threatening. The Mm -hmm. guards are threateningly
1: Mm -hmm. moving towards Teal'c.
0: Teal'c says, Mm -hmm.
1: You may tell your kinsmen that Teal'c has returned to Chulak. You will go to every home of every warrior in the city. You will tell them that I will speak at the house of Braytac at dawn. Summon them. Hmm.
0: So, something I noticed with Teal'c on Chulak, he talks very differently. Like, I don't like it. (laughs) The misogyny, or the, like, that... That,
2: that the way he like talked to his ex wife. Yeah, you am saying ex wife because you know that like
0: it's got that aggression. It's that like, like it slip back into that old pattern. Yeah, it mm-hmm. exactly that's what it is because he doesn't act this way on Earth. No, um, at all when he talks to anybody. So, I mean, good acting, Chris Judge. Like I'm buying it, which is like I don't like it because I it's very convincing. You're very good at mm-hmm. t- convincing us. So, make peace. Sam and Daniel make it back to the gate. No one's there. It's very suspicious. They make a break for it, but they run into a force shield, um, which is almost like a wall. Like They don't get hurt, Mm -hmm. but they can't get through it. It's not like an electric shock, but it's like a solid wall. And then they realize it's a trap. Trotsky appears from the ring devices, and then these ghouls, they're like sniper towers. They rise up from the ground, and... Their base it's like giant staff weapon cannons on a I, tower. I
2: just want to know, like, when did she or they have the time to just build all this and make it so high-tech and, like, conveniently have things placed like that? I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty cool. But yeah. Like, I don't know. Just saying. Yeah.
0: When you think about it, though, when Hathor left in season one, she escaped through the gate, and we haven't heard from her since. That's true. So she, she had, like, a year or so to build up her forces. That's fair. And, like, she did. She grabbed like all these mismatch of guards who didn't really have a gould to go to. Like, I will be your mother now. Come to me. I will take you yes. into my bosom, and you will be. Yeah. My and they're going to do all yes. that work for her. So. Yes. Yeah. And now I need to turn off my air purifier because it turned on <laughs> by itself. I have it on the timer. <clears throat> Please hold.
2: Air purifiers are just taking us out today on the audio in the background. It it's fine. It helps my
0: allergies. It's fine. I don't even know. What is it called?
2: I like how, um, is is that Luna that's
1: hitchcocking on your wall behind you there? Like, the shadow? Where?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's on the bed. This is a
1: Hitchcock shadow,
3: right?
0: Oh, cutie. <laughs> there she is. Oh, I love her. So oh, cute. I'm just going to turn it off. Bye.
2: Pause in the podcast brought to you by air purifiers. <laughs>
1: Sarah likes to breathe. Y'all you should stop. get some air purifiers is the moral of the story. Oh, now definitely Hitchcocking on that wall. I love it.
3: Ooh, Yes. Ooh, chicken.
0: She this was is stretching tricky.
2: earlier. This is yes. worth the YouTube just for the kitty cats. Oh, yeah. Yes. And yes. my
0: Disney adult shit in the back. Don't come for me. <laughs> yes, I'm I mean, Disney adult. I don't same. care. It's fine. Okay, okay. back to so, it. So where was I? Um. Okay. So it was a trap. Hathor has had a long time to get her shit together. So they have basically sniper towers, which are pretty cool. I like. them. No cool lie, addition. I love them. Uh, Makepeace orders them to retreat back to the tree line because he's like, shit, like we got to run. Uh, Daniel is injured in the process, and they discover these Tokra tunnels. So they dive into them. They're like, cool. We'll get you know, some cover. Sam suggests that they might be able to go underground under the four shields, um, so mm-hmm. they're going to try and make a break for it. There was this really funny scene <laughs> where Makepeace looks at Daniel, he's like, are you okay? Like, Can you walk? And Daniel is like, it's just a deep, bleeding gash, but it'll be fine. <laughs> like, That's, that's, I, that's, I, that's I, so Daniel. I would, <laughs> I would hope I could be that sassy in a situation like that, but I would probably just be like, yeah, I'm fine, like, I'm fine. It's fine. I don't know. I could see see Sarah pulling
2: some sass out there being like, I'm just dying. But yes, we're (laughs)
0: fine. I've had mental breakdowns at work, though, where I'm literally crying at my desk and I'm like, I'm fine. Like, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. I'm fine. (laughs) Don't look at me. So (laughs) that in reality, that's how I act. I'm like, I'm crying right now, but just leave me alone. I'll be fine. Fair. Um,
2: it also might depend on like who it is that you're having the conversation with like if it were one of us or like a close friend like you would be a little bit sassier than someone you don't know as well like true you know, true context yeah. So okay.
0: the the force shield unfortunately does extend underground it's the full package they didn't get like the base model um <laughs> Carter says, this isn't like any gold shield we've ever come across. It's more like a solid wall. The power output for this must be enormous. So, back on Earth. The rescue team is five hours overdue. They send a maup. Um, Hammond is able to communicate through radio. They kind of make the assumption, oh, the, the force shield is like amplifying the signal. So, mm. Hammond can talk to make peace over the radio. And He's like, okay, I'm gonna scope out the area. We're gonna send reinforcements as soon as, you know, we're gonna use the map. We'll figure it out. But then as soon as he, like, tries to like, swivel the camera to, like, get a view, Trotsky like, shoots it with his at, and that's done. Like, sorry. No more video footage, and you lost the whole like, $30,000 map.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Our
0: tax dollars at work. (laughs) So this is where we get some more interaction between Hammond and Davis, which Davis being the voice of reason. Um, so Rebecca, would you like to be Hammond? Yeah,
1: you know it. You know it. Thank you. Thank you. One armored
0: platoon should be able to take the Stargate. General, sir, I'm sorry, but it's not up to me. Even if it was, I don't agree with it. I don't really give a damn if you agree with me, Major. With all due respect, sir, You took a shot based on intelligence you believe to be trustworthy, but it obviously... I promised reinforcements. The president and joint chiefs are simply unwilling to risk further loss of life, sir. Those are the orders. I'm sorry. I'm afraid if your people are going to make it back, they're going to have to do it on their own.
1: I see. Thank you, Major.
0: Thank you, sir. So even though they don't agree, like, Davis has his orders. He's like, I'm sorry. I can't help you. I'm sorry, man. Like, you took a shot. It didn't work out. They gotta figure it out by themselves. Like, I can't do anything. Yeah. And even at the end, they're like,
1: thanks. Thanks for nothing.
0: Professional response. Yeah. But they are. They, like, respect
1: each other. So,
0: yeah, it's like, because, you know... Davis isn't a slime ball. Like, he's just doing his job. Mm -hmm. And sometimes your job fucking sucks and you got to do shit that you don't want to do. But again, I like that realistic aspect where it's not like everyone's like, we have to save the day. Like, you have that wall of orders from on high that are like, sorry, bro, we can't do it. You sent half of the SG teams off world. We can't send any more people. Yeah. So
1: pragmatic, you know?
0: Yep. So then, back in the tunnels, um, we have some dialogue between Carter and Mm Makepeace. I'll be Makepeace, and there's a Daniel in there. I'll get that, too.
1: And I'll be Carter, so. (laughs) Sir, I've been thinking. The energy barrier extends for miles around the facility, so it must be powered from inside, some sort of field generator. Now, the Tok'ra used these tunnels to access the facility. They must lead to it somehow. Right. Request permission to go back and try to shut it down. And Daniel's like, I'll go with you. No, Daniel, you're hurt. Make peace. I'll send an SG team along to back you up. Even if I can knock out the generator, you're going to need everyone you've got to take on those towers.
0: All right. If you can, blow the generator just before our reinforcements come through. We'll try to take on the towers at the same time. That might give us a tactical advantage we need. So She's like, no, no,
1: I've got this because I got to go, you know, save somebody too.
0: I gotta save my husband. So, um, <laughs> so, but this is the kind of sticky situation they're in. Hammond promised reinforcements, and then they they lost contact because Trotsky shot the out. Mm-hmm. So they're banking on these reinforcements to show up, but then Hammond, like, he made a promise. He he wrote a check that he could not <laughs> cash because Davis is like, "Sorry, man, we cannot help you." So. Hammond has to figure something out because, like, I promised them reinforcements. They're banking on me to send something in, what, five hours, was it? Five or six hours? So he has time to pull something out of his butt. Out of (laughs) it. That was from... That's reference from another future episode. He has some time, but he's kind of in a pinch because he's not getting the support that he needs from his higher-ups. So they're like banking on okay you blow the generators when the reinforcements come through so there's a lot of like moving parts and we got to figure out oh my god like what's going to happen so they agree to the plan Sam makes her way back to the f- Jesus Christ <laughs> facility and facility. we see the horse guards have breached the tunnels they're in the tunnels searching for the SG teams back on shulak uh they're all all at Braytax house chilling um I'll do Braytac if you want to read. Teal- sure, I'll do I'll the, one, tol- the one priestess line, Teal'c's whole monologue here. Yes, and I got to give my cat greenies because she's like, here. Let me see if I can show you. I keep them in a cupboard, like by my bed. She's just staring at them, and she oh, she knows like, what's up. She knows they're there, and it's I've created a monster. Um, so I got to give her some. But Bray-tac says Teal'c has returned from the Tari. If you care. For this world and for our people, he will listen to what he has to say.
1: The Goa'uld are not gods. It is a lie we live each day. Only when he takes a host does a Goa'uld become strong. Even then, only as strong as the Jaffa who serve him. Without us, the Goa'uld are nothing. And the priestess
0: says lies.
1: We are their strength. We are their power until we choose to serve them no more i was witness to the final breath of apophis i watched him tremble with fear for what lay beyond i believe that day would be honored for all time on chulak but instead i see jaffa taking up arms against one another i see cowardice and i am ashamed this is our time it will not come again but first we must go stronger as the people of the tari have done I call for warriors to join me through the Chapa'i to gather weapons, to forge alliances with other Jaffa who seek freedom. To show the Goa'uld we will do battle with them wherever they may be. Who will join me?
0: So Teogus is trying (laughs) so hard to, like, engender his people. Come fight with me. Fight this fight. Apophis is dead. I saw it. And they, like, pretty much everyone is just like... They're peace like, out bro it, you're on your own Bye. <laughs> <laughs> they all leave and there's like a couple people left behind and Braytac rests his hand on Teal'c's shoulder as they watch them go and Teal'c moves to greet those who have remained one of them removes their hood and it's General Hammond, General Hammond. he has snuck away I don't know how he managed to do it Who's covering for him back home? Right. No one knows because I don't think he got permission. Like, I don't know how he got the ability. Maybe but Major Davis was, was so like,
3: cool. hey,
1: we'll look we'll look <laughs> that way. You know, it's such yeah. a
2: proud hammy moment, though. Like, I remember being like when I first saw that being like, yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. Breaking I the rules, it. going against it. I love it. I'm here for it. And
0: I like watching it. Because before you weren't expecting it, but I like watching the crowd to be like, "Oh, there he is!" It's like find Waldo or where's Waldo? I'm like, oh, where's which one's Hammond? <laughs> which one is he? Um, and it's like raining. It's like a huge thunderstorm. Nice. That right now. Hopefully, like, it will cool Love off. It. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So Hammond looks at Teal and he's like, not what I'd call an army, but it's a start. <laughs> and we good old Bray Tac gives him I the love it. Hammond I love of Texas. Texas. I love, I love it. it so much. So Sam makes it back to the facility to find the generator. Liar, liar, uh-huh. pants on fire. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Going back for your man. I see it, girl. It's fine. She finds Rowley, who's like, she's not dead. She was just knocked out. Um, and she tells Sam, she was a Tok'ra she, she tells him how to revive Jack from the cryogenic stasis she says, the Gould within is gone, the cryogenic process destroyed it before it had a chance to meld with the host he will revive automatically so, question mm-hmm the gold was still inside of him, right? Mm-hmm. It just got killed, so why does he not have the spidey sense now that Sam and teal have where he can sense another because gold? it
1: didn't fully meld but
0: mm-hmm. it's still inside of him, yeah, but did like, it have time to like generate all to that aqueda
1: and everything? probably not
2: Because it didn't Isn't, like get in his bloodstream, mm-hmm. like it didn't do the blend of the like systems it just like the actual body of it died and decayed inside of him like it's almost like being digested
0: but wouldn't he still absorb it and then have that protein marker
2: i'm gonna say no i don't i mean
0: there's there's a much more problematic
1: um melding that jack goes through in the future that should also have made that happen (sighs) so plot holes yeah This one, at least I can kind of excuse because it's like, "Eh, you know, well, it didn't digest all the
2: way. I don't know. But like.
3: (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. I'm kind
2: of with you. I'm I'm actually with Sarah on this one, though, because like, yeah, like if it was in there, like, but if it didn't get into the bloodstream, which is, I guess, would be my consideration of like it blending and sharing the same system, if it didn't do that, then it would have just been digested and like passed through versus getting
0: um I think they're just vague on what it means to blend. Mm-hmm. So if they would have just given more information, I would yeah. buy it better. But That's fair. So as Sam's checking on Jack, Hathor comes out of nowhere, popping up out of nowhere, and she starts to like use this. They call it a ribbon device, mm-hmm. which I guess it's called that because like it looks like a ribbon wrapped around mm-hmm. their hands and wrists. She starts frying Sam's brain like an egg on a frying pan, and we see that Hathor is suddenly grabbed from behind. It's Jack, and he throws her into the icy cryogenic pit, and she's dead. With quotes, maybe. Quotes. So, have we, we've got quotes, quotes going on. I still think you're out there, girl.
2: And she's been plotting for a long time,
0: which makes me wonder: were they actually cryogenically frozen? Like, was that a really cryogenic pit, or was it just like really cold to make them think they it's were? Just a
1: whole bunch of fog machines down there.
0: Yeah, Yeah. some dry eyes, some dry
1: yeah. a couple, a <laughs> you know? couple of spotlights, you know. <laughs> so, literal smoke and mirrors. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh this is where we do get one of my favorite hugs between such Jack. a good hug. So That's good. So good. Uh no, at least our super size Sam Jack episode. Um because they're just happy to see each other, man. He's happy he's not a gold. She's happy he's not a gold. She's also happy that her brain is not being scrambled anymore. And he's it's really, really
1: fucking cold. So you know. It's a
0: good trope. Mm-hmm. I'm very cold. <laughs>
2: Hug me. Keep Hug me I warm with your business. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's
2: some practicality involved in it.
0: Yes. Um, so she, while they're hugging, which, while they're hugging, they're having this conversation. She says, Colonel Makepeace came through with half a dozen SG teams to rescue us. Trotsky got cut off by Sergi. He's using the energy barrier somewhere in this facility. We gotta find it and blow it before him and sends reinforcements. Um, this is where Rowley speaks up. She's like, hey, the generators you look for, you're looking for, they're behind the mock up of your stargate. Like, they're in there. Go find it. And then they kind of just leave her. I wonder what happens to her. I hope she gets out. Awesome well, prayers, girl. Like, I'm praying for you.
2: Yeah, well, because I think they said something and she was like, I, I will yet be yeah. fine. My my symbiote may actually. Re- she said something about it. It'll heal yeah. her and leave her something.
0: But then if there's still, if there's any like remnants of some. Jaffa left behind, or whatever. Who knows? We never really know what happens to. But her. nobody else but knows won't.
1: that she's betrayed anybody. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. she, she can keep Hathor's her cover gone. So you're right, yeah. totally. So back on shoelock, Braytak leads Hammond and Teal'c to an old glider that they're going to use to attack. <laughs> so they have uh, a rusty old <laughs> <Teal'c> glider. <sense. laughs> Teal'c says, there's an old Jaffa saying, they do not make them once as they I forget what, but it's like, they don't make them like they used to, but like in Jaffa Mm
3: -hmm. speak. (laughs)
0: Um, We see that the Serpent Guards and the rest of, Serpent and Horse Guards have found the SG teams that are in the tunnels um, and they capture them. Mm -hmm. So O'Neill and Carter take cover on an embankment. They're scoping it out to see what's going on. They see that uh, all the other SG teams, and Daniel included, uh, they're in front of the Stargate, like, they're on their knees, basically, like, getting ready to be executed. <laughs> um, we see all, like, the, what the what is it, the, the turrets, I guess, like, the sniper mm-hmm. things, they're in position, they're, like, ready to fire. Um, she tells him, Sam tells Jack that the reinforcements should be coming through. And Jack buys some time by pretending to be a gold, which is he does a very bad job. I don't know if anyone bought that. No,
3: but
1: not lesson. You know. Lesson.
0: He, yeah. he tried. He tried. Just like Cree. Cree. I and said of course, Cree. <laughs> Trotsky is like speaking gould, and Jack's like, I said Cree. Like he, he really tries to stall. Which he does. He's successful mm-hmm. installing. Um, mm-hmm. The gate activates. Sam blows the generators. Teal'c and Hammond come through the glider. Teal'c is the one, as as they put it, threading the needle is for the young. Mm-hmm. So Teal'c, Teal'c, is the one to fly the glider with Hammond in his cockpit, pilot seat, whatever. Like they're mm-hmm. they're in there together. Um, <laughs> Teal'c orders Hammond to fire. <laughs>
3: Uh, which he
0: does. He destroys one of the sniper towers and we get a very satisfying oh. yeehaw from him and it's but so it, good.
2: It's like so obnoxiously good though. Yeah. It's like so intentionally drawn out. Oh my god.
0: And even Teal like pops an eyebrow he's like, what battle cry was that? <laughs> <laughs> like, It's
1: a Texan battle cry.
0: Yeah. Yeehaw! so oh no i lost
3: what did you lose oh man did i delete you did Uh oh it's
0: okay so, so something happened where the rest of my notes were deleted but <laughs> trotsky no maybe not so trotsky and the romanian jaffa surrender because Braytak comes through the gate on foot with a fleet of some jaffa that they gathered um teal general hammond landed the death glider uh, they approach all of them. They share a moment. It, they win. They basically win. Um, it ended kind of abruptly, but this was an action episode. Mm-hmm. You had you had season two finale, like the build up, and this was the payoff. So mm-hmm. it did end abruptly, but I kind of understand because you wanted to see like a resolution come. No, what you from need, from what, what, what you
1: needed to see was like you know that back out from everybody being celebratory because they won, right? And then you fade back to the cryo chamber and just like a hand, a hand. like a half hour <laughs> hand comes up over the top, and then then end the episode. That's how that needed to happen.
0: Absolutely. Even if
1: you never, even if you never showed her again, like you just that little extra
0: little mm-hmm. I'm here I'm for I'm gonna say they've left us hanging on a lot of other storylines so they could, have they could have left the door open
3: just hand.
0: Just they can still leave it open you the know? door is open I, it is. I'm gonna say
1: Hathor is alive because that makes me happy that Hathor would be alive
0: absolutely so going back we're gonna talk about season 2 finale as well, I'm going to include this. So, as I was watching this, you have this idea of having to grieve the loss of your life while you're still alive. Mm-hmm. The idea of waking up decades into the future mm-hmm. and everything that you, you're you still alive, but literally everything you know is gone. What a bummer, man. That would suck. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, were they actually suspicious of what was happening because they, they were... They saw things or noticed things that made them suspicious? Or were they just unable to accept the scenario they were in? Do you think they only ask questions because it's like, this can't be true. I don't want this to be true. Or was it, okay, wait a minute, something's fishy here.
2: I feel like their training would have them initially question the surroundings, you know, and kind of go through a vibe check of sorts by asking certain things. Like I don't think they would have immediately bought into it. I don't know, what are your takes? Like I feel like they each had their own way of asking situational questions before they and they all kind of came to their own conclusions. I don't I don't know.
0: So I tried to like look at it as, okay, I'm watching this for the first time. Forget everything I know. Forget that I know how it actually works out and what's actually going on. I was watching this for the first time and I was trying to put myself in their shoes. I'd be like, yeah, like I can see them having a very hard time accepting this just because of like how shitty the situation is. And if they really do believe, okay, yes, I'm in the future. This is my life now. Having to grieve that loss of whatever life that i had whatever existence i had and then it's like i'm plopped into this new Mm -hmm. environment and have to like pick up where i left off even though everything i know is gone so i think it's it can be both it's like i don't want this to be true but i also have very healthy and real suspicions that Mm -hmm. are leading me to question what's going on And you're right, like, the training that they have, like, I think it's good that they're suspicious because you shouldn't believe everything you see. You should question everything. And they, we do see that they kind of do question stuff.
2: But I do think, like, the way they kind of portrayed it. So Jack has the most probably military training. He's been captured. He's been that. So he really went through. And he was the one they showed that, like, was like, "Mm, something's wrong. I'm going Mm -hmm. to... Just pulse check it. Where none of the others got to that point. And Sam, they, I really dislike how she got portrayed because they really lean into her emotions because she got really upset really quickly and had to walk herself back from the emotions of like, everyone's gone. Where Jack was like stoic, like, "Hmm, talk to me about this. Like real passive, like not like buying it where I think she initially bought it and then Mm -hmm. had to work it back. So you can see, like, I don't know, their portrayals are just, it's like, I felt like they're showing her leading with emotion, Daniel leading with, like, acceptance, and then O'Neill leading with the, uh, like, I I don't know. I don't believe yeah. this bullshit.
0: You don't really see a lot of, da- oh, I think there's a point where he kind of questions something. They all kind of question stuff. So you have the moment where Jack is, like, asking about the Tok'ra, like, oh, we're friends with them, but they can't really help us. Like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um but and then you have sam call out the slip about oh we needed to fight apophis Mm -hmm. which again if we're in the scenario and we're truly buying what they're selling us Mm -hmm. they don't have any records they don't have any records to show that we killed apophis that would surely be somewhere like nobody would forget that and then if he did come back for whatever reason, they would be like, oh, yeah, Apophis, like, you totally got him. But then Sokar brought him back in the sarcophagus and he escaped. Like, all of this happened and he's still out there. So there's that. They could have had a better cover story. But the fact that they didn't, like, being in that situation, if I was Sam or Jack or whoever, I'd be like, wait a minute. You guys are asking me when you the SGC has been here the whole time. You don't have anything, any records of what happened. So I can see them start to question it when it comes to stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Um, i was just kind of thinking through like the purpose of the story being told because like, again, we don't see Hathor again. There was two major episodes uh, uh, like the end and the beginning all mm-hmm. around Hathor's wanting to move forward and create her little army to like defeat people and I'm just thinking through the like the power of giving that to episodes like being the like end in the beginning so it's not really about Hathor but it's about like mm-hmm. the group and about like the team and like what they've got because there's a lot of times a question of like what autonomy does Teal have within this whole is, is he allowed to go or not go we figure that out we figure mm-hmm. out that he is allowed to have that thing um, we figure out where's Hammond's mindset we figure out where everybody's kind of peripheral mindset is around sg1 and their importance because i don't think it had been mm-hmm. tackled that way um i just find it interesting that we do all of this around hathor and then yeah we never see her again
1: i think they wanted to like end slash begin a season with like the defeat of another go old i feel like yeah you know they will were- ergo just not at all in <laughs> the,
0: ergo the face so the, the facial
1: expression was golden oh it was, he's so gross it's pretty good but you know because like season one to two was all about you know defeating apophis true so i feel like they're like what other gold could we like defeat in this like season finale like that's just a very yeah that realistic okay. sort of way um and i think honestly also there was a lot of pressure from what it seems that like people like really like hathor resonated as a villain and so yeah. people were saying that they wanted her back anyway yeah so to me that kind of made sense as far as you know how the episodes came about um yeah it's just sad that like it kind of ends there. We'd be like no more Hathor after that, so
2: mhm, boo, you're just like wrapped but, up in a pretty little bow, like here's a really great villain arc, and she's dead, yeah, and yeah. in both okay. both
1: of her like moments, like the original episode and then this two parter it's like. Hathor gets like my vote for creative go old, you know, like she really comes up with some interesting things versus mm-hmm. a lot of the other ones that are just like, Oh, let's take everything by force. And she's, she sneaks in and she.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're bringing this up because this was another point that I had because you're right. She is more creative yeah. than the mm-hmm. dudes out there. And it's, it leads me back to this whole gender dichotomy of like Mm -hmm. okay the dude golds the boys they're just like uh, blow them up i'm gonna build a ship and come to their planet and (laughs) blow everything up up. hathor is way more creative she's like i'm gonna infiltrate you and drug you and make you my man sex slaves Mm
3: -hmm. and then
0: this other time i'm gonna create the whole sgc and create this elaborate scenario where Mm -hmm. you think it's the future and everyone you know is dead and i'm gonna pump you for information it she's way more creative yeah (laughs) love Mm -hmm. that for her Um, oh yeah compared to some of these other b grade ghouls out there yeah and she
1: understands the power of more than just like oh let's just kill our enemies like Mm -hmm. she's like oh but i can get this information that i need i can you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. way more creative because
0: yeah, because yeah. some of these other ghouls they could have just like captured them and did some good old torture mm-hmm. versus boring torture. torture. Boring. No, but I think <laughs> she's
2: intentionally like interested in a long game. Cause like she's saying, she's like, You could be in my court. We could be this. Like mm-hmm. she's she's not interested in the killing per se. It's the more the dominating and growing mm-hmm. in her presence and and winning people over. And you gotta kind of commend that approach for sure, because it's it's very political it's very manipulative it's very like eventually she could probably convince and sway some people mm-hmm. she's sure. got that
0: cunning mm-hmm. for sure stealth mode like love that about her
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, what, a, what else we got on this one so back on Chewlock once again teal's getting a lot of shit from his fellow chulockians
3: mm-hmm. uh, people
0: view him as a traitor so This was my question. Do you think they view him as a traitor of Apophis, of, like, you're a heretic, you are a traitor to your god, or do you think they view him as a traitor of the people of Chulak, the Jaffa? Because Mm. they don't really say of, like, I mean, maybe some, some of them do, but it's like, do you think, it's like, you're a traitor, you've left us, and now you want to come back and tell us what to do? No, like, you made your alliance with the Tari. You're a traitor to us and our people. Or is it just the simple, straightforward? You're a traitor to Apophis, Shova, heretic. I
1: think so. I have- one came oh, out. Ahead. I think one came out from the other. Like I think mm-hmm. the original story with Teal to everybody was that he was a traitor to his god. So mm-hmm. they, ha- you know, everybody on Chulak had that mindset ingrained in them anyway from Apophis, right? And mm-hmm. then. And then he goes and does the thing that he says he's going to do, you know, like they they mm-hmm. defeat Apophis and it throws everything into absolute chaos, which is kind of doubling down on, you know, their feelings about him and their God both like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's it's thrown their whole life into chaos and they're worried about all of a sudden Chlorel and, you know, all this other stuff that's going to happen. And it's all because of Teal'g you know, like literally all because of Teal. So yeah, I think, Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of both, you know?
2: Yeah. I think the lasting is more the like traitor to them Mm -hmm. because they're like, okay, cool. But then you still didn't fall like you didn't protect us from what could be next. We don't feel any safer. Um, and I think it's an interesting kind of look through the future of like what happens down the road with the Jaffa in general like it, it, you should have seen it right then that if you do not have a plan to kind of come in and help support or build infrastructure like there's just always going to be an next big baddie that's going to come through and people are going to live in fear of that and like should have learned the lessons This like in
0: this moment they should have learned the lesson but they just didn't And it touches on that pain, the growing pains of rebuilding. Mm -hmm. Because like, okay, I'm in there I love like history channel shit. Mm -hmm. Like watching document there's this really good one on Hulu called The Men Who Built America, which love it. There's like a whole the blank who built America, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it talks about it's the end of the Civil War. So when we're in history class, which Guys, if you think history is boring, just look at it as, like, this is storytelling class. We're going to tell oh my stories God, yeah. of stuff that actually happened. So you think about, okay, I learned about the Civil War. Oh, okay, slavery ended and the Civil War was over. You're missing, like, the huge time frame. Like, what's the next, what's the next chapter you go to? The roaring 20s. You mm-hmm. miss, like, the 80 years in between of Reconstruction. The painful years that followed when slavery ended. Mm -hmm. what actually happened in between because there was still a lot of shit going on because you know again like read a history book but you miss that painful growth period of between when the civil war ended Mm -hmm. and then like how we got here and there's so much that goes into it that we don't learn about it's the you know it's cut up into these nice little chapters of like oh the end of world war ii and then we move on to the civil rights movement but what all happened at the end of like the Nuremberg trials, like all of this stuff, it's like, yeah, okay, it's over, but what happened after that? There's still a lot of stuff that has to go on for this rebuilding. You have to hold these people accountable. You have these trials. Like, it's the stuff that you don't really learn about. And it's mm-hmm. a shame because you hear about like all these wars or all of these events that happen. And then the aftermath of it, which is just as important, but it's glossed over a lot of the time
3: yeah mm-hmm.
1: it's also a matter mm-hmm. like going back to teal specifically it makes me think um you know he did all these things and he's like i know what's best for you i'm go-, you know kind of that m- mentality like
3: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. i'm gonna di- i'm gonna go kill apophis because i know what's best for you and it was kind of like nobody really signed off on that <laughs> No, and now they're and, and our, now they're all in a really bad, like not great place. Yeah. So
0: yeah, it's like okay, you did what you said you were going to do, and our lives are still really shit. And you're not here, mm-hmm. so like and you're, you're yeah, just not yeah, here. What did you do to help us? Yeah. So it I really don't is think... T- it. Yeah,
2: like they're not wrong in their frustration and anger. I would equally be too. Like you didn't want to consult. You didn't want to come up with a plan. Like we're over here just without any support and no nothing. Yeah trying to figure it out so you failed us so i would be i would be pissy too about yeah. it like i get the i get i get what we're doing but you're yeah. not the they're not the know-it-all like you have access to the people who could be the know-it-alls you are a leader representative but like again he just too much authority and it's given himself as
1: fucked as our infrastructure was it was our infrastructure and now it's like mm-hmm. in shambles like yeah mm-hmm. Kind of like, kind of like how everybody has dealt with Afghanistan throughout the years. It's yeah, like I was literally going to bring that let up. Let me go in and take out your your government because I know better. I know, but then like, yeah, and, and then they just leave it, and then somebody else comes in who's worse than who was there, and they just fuck and then we want to go again. take them out again, yeah. and then just, it's like, just like it's just that's what it is, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because Mm, at uh, least
0: before, like, yeah, it was really shitty, and, like, the rules and the laws were shitty, but at least we knew what they were. Now we don't mm -hmm. know anything. Now it's a Mm free-for-all, and Mm -hmm. there's a power vacuum where anyone can jump right in and make things infinitely worse for Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot of transition periods and, like, this Mm -hmm. floating transition period between what has happened and what is going to happen. And this mm-hmm. not knowing, which is very scary.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Very scary. But it,
2: I do think it's important they kind of address that though and laid a foundation that there is that mindset that needs to be explored and it creates a lot of future paths for us to kind of work through. And it's good to hear from the people of Tulak that there is discourse on it, that they're not all in agreement, but some do listen and they at least showed up to listen to it and express themselves, which means they care. You know, like, if they didn't care, they wouldn't have shown up and spoken their mind. So that, to me, speaks volumes to it. And I like, because, again, we'll get to those things, but there's future episodes that dive deeper into it.
0: And it just makes you think of it. it, its nuance, pretty much. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not just one whole perspective, like, this one whole thing. It's, like, all of these... Individual people's perspective, and like when you look at our history, it's pretty much just one perspective that ends up in the history book, and it's like way more complicated than that.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And Mm -hmm. you're missing out on a million other different points of view that add nuance to this whole situation Mm -hmm. that would you would get a lot more out of and learn a lot more out of as to why certain things happened how they did.
2: Mm -hmm. Interesting. Do you guys have anything else? That's all I've got. No, not my wheel. Like, my brain Those wheels are, the are just big spinning. Ones. Those are big ones. Yeah. I love it. It was a lot. It was a, it was a beefy episode.
0: They did a lot. They they managed to put a clip episode and then a very strong plot behind it, because I think politics was a kind of a lazy clip episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this was a clip episode that also had a very interesting plot of, like, we're in the future now. And then they bring back Hathor, which I like that they did it. It was a twist that worked out really well. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's still opportunity for another twist. Well, I know. That she's not
2: really going.
1: English I say she's not All gone. Right. She's not <laughs> gone.
2: Forever. Even in our own made up world of it. It's canon. She's not hearts. gone.
0: Alright, who's uh who's closing it out? Whose turn. I think it's my turn. Yes. I didn't prepare anything. This is guys, please sign up for Patreon so <laughs> someone can close the iris. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even about the, the money i just please close it's the about the money for me.
1: me um not gonna lie
0: i mean but
1: like i said the money for me is then gonna turn into better things for all of you so correct that's that's that's, that's the whole point of it so
3: all right yes.
2: sarah
0: i don't know man i don't got anything
1: do you, you want to
2: pass because I, I, I think Rebecca's got something and we might be on the same way. She's going to this shit? I, like, I it. Our, were we on the yee mindset? I line? was going to yee that shit, yeah. Alright, Rebecca, you take it. <clears throat>
1: you ready? Okay. okay. Ready. Am I ready? Oh my god. Alright, now we're going to punch this death glider through that stargate and I need you to shut that iris down. Close the iris. Yeehaw!